Now, let's get into the word. As I told you, we are in a time where the church is under attack and some of it is by our own doing. Let's just be real. Some of it is by our own doing. We have been, we have been careless in many ways of how we represented Jesus. And it gave, it gave ammunition to the enemy to, to paint us in a bad picture. Amen. But the true church of God, the true church of God, cannot be defamed. The true church of God cannot be defamed because the church has been built upon the rock. And the rock is Jesus. I don't hear you. The rock is Jesus. Jesus made it plain. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the very gates of hell won't be able to prevail and do anything with the true church. Amen. We can outlive any, any scandal. We can outlive any bad report as long as we walk holy before God. Amen. But now we find ourselves in a place where there is a war going on. A cultural war, a social war, a political war, a spiritual war that's going on. And we, the church, are directly in the middle of it. We are in the middle of it and how we weigh in is very important because we have been called to be in this world, but not of this world. I'm going to slow walk it, but I'll be finished by 10, 12, 12, 12, 30, I'll be finished. But we have been called to be in this world, but not of this world. So we have to be careful how we weigh in and what we weigh in with. We are a spiritual entity. We are, the church is a spiritual entity. It is a divinely ordained entity. Amen. Amen. We are the ecclesia. We are the called out. We have been called out from sin. We have been called out of our comfort into the kingdom's agenda. And we are to represent the kingdom. Amen. Hear what I'm telling you. We are to represent the kingdom. We are against sin. We are not lenient with sin. We are against sin because Jesus did not die for us to remain in sin. I'll say that again. He did not shed his blood and he did not die on the cross. Take our punishment for us to incorporate sin in our life. There is a cause. I'm going to get to the scripture in a moment. There is a cause. We're dealing with abortion. We're dealing with sexualities. We're dealing with politics. We're dealing with crime. We're dealing with murder. I'm, I'm, I don't hear. We're dealing with war, international war, the, 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 the posing of World War III. We're dealing with racial disharmonies. We're dealing with all of these things at one time. And we've got to realize there is a cause for the church. There's a reason that there needs to be a strong church, a militant church, a church that will not take down, a church that will not bow its knee to the culture, a church that will stand up and declare Jesus is the only Lord. There is a cause, hallelujah. 
There is a cause to rise up and to pray. There's a cause to rise up and lift up our voices and let the world know about the love of God, about his wonderful grace, and to let the world know that there is an exit out of sin. Somebody say, there is a cause. The Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, in the book of 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, we read about David. We read about David going into a life-changing situation. This is about to change David's life and his purpose for life for the rest of his life. This one encounter is going to change the culture I'll say it again. His one encounter is about to change the culture. I'm going to point out some things in it as I go. But in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, starting from the 20th verse, this is going to be about nine verses, so get ready for those of you that don't like reading the Bible. Get ready. It's going to be nine verses. Jesus' name. And it says this. It says, and David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep that his father put him over left the sheep with the keeper and took and went as his father Jesse had commanded him and he came to the trench or the battleground. As the host was, given, was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the, of the carriage, and he ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. Somebody say brethren. brethren. Somebody say brethren. brethren. He saluted his brothers. Let's keep reading. I'll get back to it. And he said, and he talked with them, and behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name. He came out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words, and David heard him cursing the armies of God. And all the men of Israel, when they saw Goliath, they fled, they ran from him. They ran from him. The culture of Israel ran from the culture of the Philistines. Hallelujah. Y'all not hearing me. The culture of Israel with Jehovah God on their side ran from the idol-worshiping culture of the Philistines. They did not stand their ground. They did not stand their ground knowing that God was on their side. They bowed and ran and they tucktailed from the culture of the enemy. All the men of Israel, when they saw this man Goliath, they ran from him and they were sore afraid. Hallelujah. And the man, the men of Israel said, Hey, have you seen this man that's come up? Surely he's come up to defy Israel. Uh, surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be 
that the man that killeth him, David, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. David could care less about those things because David was just there to represent God. And David spake to the men that stood by him saying, what shall be done to the man that kills this Philistine and taketh away the reproach of Israel? Stop. This lets you know he wasn't in it for the money. He wasn't in it for the daughter. He wanted to take away the reproach of Israel. We got to preach this gospel to take away the reproach of sin so that the body of Christ can stand and represent the Christ of God who has died for the world. I don't hear anybody, somebody holler, there is a cause. He said, what's going to be done to the man that kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from off of Israel? For who is? This uncircumcised Philistine that he dares to defy the army of the living God. The church has got to become militant. The church has become a little weak. Let me take that back. Not the church. Religion has weakened us. And we have tried to become more politically correct in religion so that we don't upset the apple cart. But the truth of the matter is we got to stand flat-footed and declare the truth of God. We have got to be the church that remains steadfast and unmovable. Steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as we know, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. We have got to be the church that opens its mouth against sin and declares the love of God and the righteousness of God and declares holiness to be right. In love, but in power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after the same manner and told him what would be given to the one who kills him. Saying it shall be done in the same manner for the one that killed this man. And Eliab, his eldest brother, sometimes our elder brother religion Sometimes our elder brother religion tries to hold us back from the call that God has put on our lives. If his elder brother had his way, they would have lost the battle to the Philistines. For there was no champion to go against Goliath. It wasn't army against army, it was soldier against soldier champion against champion and there was none that would rise up out of Israel to champion the cause against Goliath because Goliath was too tall because Goliath was too strong because Goliath was an intimidating figure y'all don't hear me our culture is too tall our, our, our perversion is too strong our politics is too intimidating a figure 
And so our culture, our culture is pushing us back. I don't hear anybody. Society is telling us that we're antiquated. Politics is telling us to shut your mouth. You have no say so. But there is a cause. There is a David. There is a remnant that the elder brother cannot silence. Eliab could not silence his baby brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There comes a time when you got to rise up and know your authority, know who you are, and declare the truth of God. I wish I had some help in this room. You've got to know the power God has given you. Declare the truth of God in love and watch God work. God is greater than our culture. God is greater than our politics. God is greater than our society. God does not bow his knee to the societal change, but God demands us to stand steadfast. Be like a tree by the rivers of water. I don't hear anybody here. And I feel like preaching. And Eliab, his elder brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And Eliab said, why did you come down here? And with whom did you leave the few little sheep that you were watching in the wilderness? See, they want to marginalize. Hallelujah. Who do you think you are to address these situations? You should be there in your little church with your few little members. Don't come out here into this area of culture and society and try to change nothing. Don't you have a little storefront in Freeport? Why don't you just pay attention to that? We know that you come down here to cause trouble. You have no clue. You have no clue. I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm here to cause change. I don't hear anybody here. I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm here to bring the truth of God to this situation. Because there is. <laughs> well, who did, why, why, who did you leave the little, few little sheep within the wilderness? I know your pride. And I know the naughtiness in your heart. For you came down here just to see the battle. And this is where I will end. And David said to his elder brother, what have I now done wrong? While y'all are shaking with your mouth closed, is there not a reason for me to be here? Is there not something that's coming against the very nature and the name of God? Is there not something that's threatening the image of our Jehovah God? Is there not a holy cause? Somebody holler, there is a cause. There, 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 there is a cause. Pastor Rylands put it like this. He said, when we got saved, I thought we knew we signed up for a fight. Uh, somebody should have told you that when you gave your life to the Lord, you're signing up for a fight. 
and the enemy is going to come at the church with everything that is in the enemy's arsenal and power. I don't hear anybody here. The enemy is going to try to attack the church, not only from the outside, but from inside. You know, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest plan of destruction is division. Hallelujah. Because while, while, while the enemy plants bombs in the church that explode with disobedience over here, rebellion over here, noncompliance over here, arrogance over here, self-righteousness over here, delusion over here. While all these little bombs explode in the church, it takes our attention away from the cause. And we have fightings and fears within and without. We've got situations in the house that cause our attention span to be divided. Hallelujah. But God calls us to take away, take away our attention from that which is minute and see the bigger picture. The lost and dying souls are the picture. I don't hear anybody here. The lost and dying souls are the picture. And we have an obligation to represent Christ on this earth. We are in this world, but not of this world. Hallelujah. I'm not a part of society. I'm a part of the kingdom. I pledge allegiance to the... No, no. I pledge allegiance to God. Hallelujah. My hand to God. My heart to God. I am an American, but more than anything else, I am kingdom. I have been bought. Shotanama. Bought with a price. And I am not my own. I belong to God. And I am a part of this kingdom. And there is an hour that we are in now that is threatening the very image of God. And we have been inundated with, I told you, bombs that have been placed in the church. False prophets and prophetesses. Selling prayer institutes. False prophets and prophetesses making it a making it merchandise. I don't hear anybody here. Listen, that's what this microphone is for to cry loud. Ain't no sense me, you know, pussyfooting around here. It's time to cry loud. It's wrong. It's wrong. Send your hate mail to perfectingfaithchurch.com. It's wrong. There is a cause. False prophets and false prophetesses. False prophets selling prayer. False prophets reading off the, 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 the reading off what a, a psychic said. Standing in the house of God, reiterating what a psychic said 10 months prior. Man, y'all better hear what I'm telling you. This church is almost totally full because there is a cause. 
we talking about vloggers exposing the church. No, the truth of the matter is we're exposing ourselves. Amen. There is a cause. People making mockery of Jesus. People playing with tongues. I don't hear anybody here. Amen. Churches lining up supporting abortion. We are against abortion. Let me make this plain to everybody here. Let me make this perfectly clear and transparent. We do not adhere to the politics of this day. And abortion is wrong. And abortion needs to be wiped out. We're taking away the potential of our people with every baby that's slaughtered. We're not talking about health care or the wellness of a woman. They're fighting for the right to kill a child. I lost half of you over here. Baby change churches. Change churches. I am not Republican. I am not Democrat. I am kingdom. Oh, God help. Amen. There is a cause. They are blatantly demanding the right to kill a child. It's a woman's body. It's a woman's choice. Then choose not to lay down. I know that there are exceptions to incest and rape. I know those exceptions, and I'm for those exceptions. But the truth of the matter is we're talking about recreationally killing kids. If it's to save a woman's life, if it's to stop the trauma, I understand. But we're talking about I want to be able to do what it does to procreate the life and then declare that the life is not a life... not a life until it comes out the womb how is that possible there is a cause we're dealing with we're dealing with putting in front of children gender fluidity little babies that don't have the strength knowledge or buffer to be able to deal with this onslaught of culture change and societal chaos. I don't want to be called him or her. I want to be called them and that. And, and this is what our children are seeing. This has gone way past homosexuality. This is going into changing the very nature, the very, the very biological culture that I am not classified now by my biology. I'm classified by my choice in this culture. There is a cause. There is a cause. 
We are facing a political Goliath. We are facing a cultish political Goliath where the enemy has risen up one man who's changed the culture into a cult. And now the very people who are supposed to represent us are representing him as a dictator and as a king. And no matter what he does, they bow to the image. They bow to the Nebuchadnezzar image and threaten to destroy the whole country if it doesn't go his way. There is a cause and religion linking up with it and false prophesying to the image of the beast declaring this to be God even going past the boundaries of holiness into witchcraft in the name of religion calling on African angels and angels from South America with strange tongues this is witchcraft and there is a cause y'all make a meeting if you're afraid, it only gets worse. There is a cause. There is a cause. Preachers and bishops flaunting wealth, utilizing the camera for their own advancement. I don't hear anybody. Causing a circus and a, and a cavalcade of chaos. And we want to blame the vlogger. The fault lies not in the stars, but in ourselves. Shakespeare. Amen. And this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with racial division where the second amendment to bear arms is only for one culture. Because if one culture carries an AK, it's their legal right. If another culture carries an AK, it is a threat to society. I am militant this day, this Sunday I'm militant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. One can have a license to carry and, and they're okay. The other have a license to carry and tell you they got a gun and get gunned down in their car. There is a cause. And we, the church, have been silent too long. We, the church, have been silent too long. Politics, perversion, power. Is the, is the, that is the, the culture of Rome. The Roman culture, biblically, was politics, perversion, and power.
That was ancient Rome. They did they, they politics. They developed the Senate. Hallelujah. They developed the, the, the level of, uh, of government that we use today. Perversion. They were in every kind of perverse situation. Hetero and homo. Between Rome, between Italy and Greece, building up cathedrals of, uh, uh, for, for sexuality. Hello. Politics, perversion, power. They were known for the militia. They were known for the army. Hallelujah. And that is what we're dealing with today. Globally, not just in America. Politics. Perversion. And power. And it has eked its way into the church. Politics. Voting pastors in, voting pastors out, voting bishops in, voting bishops out by the will of the people and not by the charge of God. Y'all, politics, who can get closest to the pastor? Politics, who's going to carry his bag? Politics, who's going to get a promotion? Politics, who's going to get the collar? Politics, who's going to get the bishopric? Politics, who's going to get the chain across them? Politics. We become like James and John's mother. Let my son sit on the left and the right of you. But let me tell you something. Politics does not give you advancement in the kingdom. It is by the ordination of God and God only. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. I don't care who you are. If God didn't call you, you just got a title. And we've got to stop this. We have got to stop the practice of politics in the church. There is a cause. I'm Archbishop this and I'm Chief Apostle this and I'm listen, you are the son and daughter of the Most High God. I read Archbishop in the Bible from Genesis to the maps in the back. Well, Pastor, you're being a little too, a little too strong, a little too legalistic. I'm not being legalistic. I'm setting you free. I'm freeing you from this stuff. Did you hear me? I'm freeing you from this stuff. Politics in the church. Putting people in position and don't, they, that they don't even call, call, call the qualified for and the church having to suffer because of it. Time's up. You can't even correct people in church anymore. You can't even remove people from, from their position in church anymore. Pick up my batting ball and go. I can't be the leader, I'm gone. Then that means you should have never led because if the leader can't follow oh yeah y'all quiet right up in here that's okay I'm coming down that street too if the leader can't follow then the leader can't lead 
politics in the church. Man, I was, I was removed from three positions. Three positions, and wasn't no thought about going home. Oh, you're not that anymore. Okay, what am I? You that. Okay, I'm that. You're not that anymore. Okay, what am I? You that. Okay, I'm that. You're not that anymore. Okay, what am I? You're nothing. You're a member. I'm a member. And the more you humble yourself and get out of the politics, the more God exalts you. <laughs> the more God says, I just tried your faith. I did all of that just to try your faith and to see how you're going to act. Whether you're going to have a Joseph spirit or not. You got to be Joseph that you can go from your daddy's house to Potiphar's house to the prison to get to the palace. It's okay. Whatever I got to deal with, but I'm not dealing with the politics. Somebody holler, there is a cause. I got my time is up. We got to get it together. There is a cause. The perversion, the politics, the perversion has eked into the church where the preacher can't be trusted anymore. Where the preacher, preacher's appetite is satisfied by the pew. Where the preacher is living all kind of sexual lives with the pew. It has infiltrated the church. Perversion. Amen. The music of the day. The perversion in the music of the day. And the worship leaders are in the perverse music on Saturday. And in the holy sacred music on Sunday. The singers and the musicians are compromising. You got to check the minister's playlist. See what's on their playlist. I'm just, I'm just telling you. If we're going to do this, let's do this right. Power. Who got the anointing? I'm anointed. You can't tell me anything. No, hear me. I'm past. I got to deal with this stuff. You can't tell me. I, the Lord talk, spoke to me already. And I know. In Detroit, a woman came to Pastor Winans and said, Lord, the things that God tell you, I, God been told me that. He said, well, then you don't need to be here. If God been told you that, you greater than me. We want to be something so bad. And so we use the church as a place of power. Because if I say I'm a prophet, then I'm greater than you are. Amen. If I say I've got, oh, the Lord told me, yeah, and that's the problem. We've got preachers that are marginalized Monday through Friday on jobs that they have no clout on, 
And then they cut, all they have to do is say, God told me to a bunch of people. God said it. And they believe him and follow with no credentials and no credibility. It's, it's a power play. And these are the things that we have got to deal with. I'm going to stop here. These are the things we've got to deal with. Because the truth of the matter is... Oh, one more thing I've got to deal with. There, there, there is a cause. One more thing I've got to deal with is, is with... Uh, the, the, with the complacent, lazy Christian that hinder us from moving into the powerful purpose because of their lack of participation. Some, some of them are watching right now. Well, I don't have to go to church to be in church. See, then we, we, we nullify Hebrews 10 and 25. Where Hebrews 10 and 25 made it plain. That ain't Old Testament. Is that the Old Testament? You need to get the Bible because Hebrews ain't the Old Testament. Where the writer of Hebrews told the Hebrew congregation, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. As the manner of some Christians is. I love the Bible because it deals with us straight up. As the manner of some Christians is. But exhorting one another when you come together. Exhorting one another and so much more in this day. As you see the coming of Christ approaching. This is not the time for us to be at ease in Zion. This is the time for us to, to pick up the word and to hit the streets and to deliver and save the souls and to do it as one unit. Let the body of Christ say amen. I'm over time. This is the day where the sanctuary should be burgeoning and overflowing waiting to get the marching orders and, and waiting to hear the word that gives us our assignment. Because there is a cause. David had to leave the keeping of the sheep to go out into the battle. Hallelujah. Everything is not in-house. Oh, y'all gonna make me work. Y'all gonna make me work. <laughs> Everything is not in house. Everything is not here in the sanctuary. You only come in the sanctuary so that you can leave here and take it out to the world. Take it out to the battlefield. Did you hear me? Take the love of God out to the battlefield. Take the healing of God out to the battlefield. Take salvation out to the battlefield. Talk to the people who are in the middle of the battle. I got to end here. I got to end here. There is a cause. There are people that are 
out in the world are waiting for us while we're fighting in fightings. They're waiting for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said in Romans 8th chapter, it said, for the earnest expectation of all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation is waiting for us to get our act together to come and save them. No, no, the world is, the world is wicked. They don't want God. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. The systems of the world are against God, but not the world. Amen. The systems of the world are against God, but not the world. The world is crying and dying and hoping that one day they can get the help that they need. One day. But one day we would get our acts together, Megan, we would get our acts together and that we would come in power and deliver them. That we would be the boat. That we would be the boat that could, would sail on the sea of sin and deliver them from the raging waters. I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained with him, sinking to rise the sea of sin. But the master of that sea Sin is still under the control of God. God is the master of all things. But the master of the sea that I was sinking in heard my despairing cry. From sin's water, he lifted me. Now safe. Am I? But it didn't stop. It said souls that are in danger. Don't worry, there's help for you. See, we stopped at that first one. But souls in danger, don't worry. Look above. I'm here to tell you, souls in danger, Jesus completely saves. There is a cause. We've got to tell them, Jesus completely saves. Michelle, he will lift us by his love out of life's angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Every billow, his will has to obey. And he, your savior, wants to be. So be saved today. There is a cause to tell the world, Lisa, to the utmost, Jesus saves. To the utmost, Jesus saves. He will pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah. 
Jesus says. I have heard the joyful sound. Jesus says. Jesus says. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus says. Jesus. That's the cause. That's the cause. To the utmost. Jesus says. Somebody say, to finished there is a cause there's a reason why God raised up a David for the cause David had no clue while he was watching sheep that he was being groomed to kill the giants of the society so that people could be free Joseph had no clue while he was being abused by his brothers sold into slavery that all this was a part and parcel of his purpose. While we're sitting back licking our wounds we fail fail to realize that this is all a part of preparation. Church hurt, church hurt, church hurt. Church hurt hurt me so bad. All a part of preparation. I know that the world gonna hurt me, but for the church to hurt me, I don't believe this. Joseph never said that. He was hurt by the church. He, there was no church back then. His father's name was Israel, and his brothers hurt him but what did Joseph do stood in the promise even in the problem stood in the problem why because he saw the vision already it's too late when you see the vision (laughs) y'all not hear me you can't stop me after I've seen the vision You should have gotten me before I knew who I was. But when that vision hit me and God showed me my future, everything I got to go through, every problem I got to wade through, every fear I got to trudge through, can't stop me. Say what you want to say, Eliab. Do what you got to do, Reuben. Don't matter anymore. I done seen the vision. Y'all not, y'all not getting it. Let Reuben and Gad and Simeon and Natalie, let Asher and all of my brothers 
plot against me. Levi, Judah, all of you plot against me. It's too late. I don't already seen the vision. And no matter what I gotta go through, the cause is greater than the chaos. I don't hear anybody. The cause is greater than the chaos. I'll go through the chaos to fulfill the cause. Talk about me, think it's done, think you got me out of your hair, but the next time you see me, I'm gonna be sitting in the promise of God and everything that he called me to do and be, I will do and I will be. Holy is the Lord, Holy, I feel the anointing. I gotta stop, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord. God prepares, God prepares a champion for the cause. God puts the champion into the test for the cause. God will set a champion in front of a Goliath for the cause. God will let brother turn against brother for the cause. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. He will prepare you for the cause. He will prepare you for the victory. Y'all don't hear what I'm telling you. I gotta stop now, but look at somebody say, I am a champion. I'll finish that next week. Somebody look at somebody and say, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. I am a champion.